Welcome everyone to Kingdom Rock Radio. We pray that you will enjoy today's message. Now here's a sample of what you'll be hearing today. Have faith in God or have the God kind of faith. Let me remind you that also means uh, that let there be no warring in your heart, no warring in your heart over what God has said to you. Let his word be the final say so. The final say so. We believe in the Lord for healing. And you say, well, I, I'm declaring the word of God about healing over my life, but I still feel pain. That pain is a lie. We declare what God said is true. You are healed regardless of what you see, feel, or experience. God's word is true. Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center located right here in Bremen, Georgia. You can connect with us at our website at www.kingdomrock.org. And now, here is today's message. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to another service right here at Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center. Oh, my goodness, we're going to have a wonderful time in Jesus. We are depending upon our Father to bring you the rich Word of God. The Holy Spirit is here with us right now. And I believe by faith in the name of Jesus that today there will be a word within a word for you. So thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to have a great time today. Well, as you know, we've been in a series entitled The God Life. This is part number seven of that series. And it looks like we'll be wrapping this series up real soon. So I pray that you have been richly blessed in this entire series. Remember, if you have not heard all of the messages, just go to our website at www.kingdomrock.org. There you can find this series and so much more. And if you have a Roku device, well, then find our channel. Just look for Kingdom Rock TV. And you can also catch our podcast, and we're probably there on your favorite podcast platform, so check it out. But if you need a link to our podcast, just go to our website at kingdomrock.org. There you can find the links to our podcast and so much more. Well, I'm ready to get into the Word of God today, and I know that you are too. Well, in this series, in this series, we're going to walk in the promises of God for our lives. We will decree a thing and see that thing established. So uh, to that, let's go back for um, to look at the book of Job, Job uh, 22, verse 28. And it says, thou shalt also decree a thing and it shall be established unto thee and the light shall shine upon thy ways. Well, that's what we want. In this God life, it's a lot about speaking and declaring his word. And we've been saying that this entire series. And today, uh, as we go into part number seven, we're going to be speaking from the subtitle of trust his word. You've got to trust his word. All right. This series comes with a confession. And we've been confessing this all week or confessing this rather the entire series. So today I want you to say it with me once again, just like you, just like you always have. I want you to say it with boldness, confidence and courage as we declare what God says. Amen. Over our lives. So let's get into it. All right. It goes like this. I am a child of God and a joint heir with Christ. I don't have to be broke, sick worried or sad another day of my life. I believe I receive the abundant life Jesus has laid up for me. I cast all my cares 
unto the Lord because he cares for me. Therefore, I live a carefree life of peace and blessings. I am victorious through Christ Jesus, and the powers of darkness are now under my feet. I am no longer a victim of circumstance. Today, I decree I am an overcomer. All my sins have been washed away, and I have constant peace and communion with God the Father. God is for me, and I obey his voice. Therefore, his blessings are overtaking me right now. Glory to God. Right now, we declare that in Jesus' name. Well, let me give you this uh, key uh, this week. I want to try to do this every week. Here's another key for you before we get into today's message. Now, I I believe you'll um, get this too. Confession always proceeds possession. Can you say that with me? Confession always proceeds possession. It's a part of our nature. What do we do? We always announce it before we do it, don't we? And we always say before we do, or we say, you will say before you have. We say things like, uh, I'm going to bed. Then what happens? We go to bed. I'm going to work. You know, Uh, I'm going to eat something. I'm going to this or I'm going to do that. Even sometimes when we're alone, if we don't say it verbally, we'll say it in our mind. It's late. I'm going to bed. You know, we say it. We always say before we do. And that in the same token or in the same respect, we will say before we possess, we will confess before we possess. So our saying always goes out uh, before us. I've heard people say, I'm getting married. I'm going to get married on this day. Or, you know, I'm going to, as soon as I see you, I'm going to blank, blank, blank. You know, whatever. You got what I'm saying to you. We always announce. We always announce. So our words always go before us. And don't you want your words to take you into a good place? To take you into a divine place that that has been orchestrated and set up by Father into a divine reality, into heaven on earth, praise God. Well, that's going to happen as we declare God's word in front of us. We speak, continue to speak and say what he says. We said before, it's possible for us to live in a negative environment, in a hostile environment all around us. It's possible for us to live in a hellish place and, you know, and that's bad. We don't want to do that. But we can also live in a heavenly place, a place that's like heaven, a place that's like our eternal dwelling place. Well, we can do that by declaring God's word over our lives, saying what he says, you know, and it's just awesome. So we're going to get further into that today, and, uh, and I, I'm looking forward to it. So remember, you can have uh, whatever you say, and we're going to look at Mark in just a moment. You can have whatever you say. But you better watch what you're saying, because what you're saying is what you're going to have. All right. We're going to possess the promises of God. And we've been talking about these keys as well through believing. Oh, there it is. Believing, uh, rather hearing, believing and saying, hearing, believing and saying. And the Bible also declares that through faith and patience, we will inherit the promises. So sometimes you're really just going to have to wait Wait, now I know we don't like to wait, but that's that's a part of the journey. We're getting stronger as we wait. Our wait time is productive. 
Now, we use the word weight as an acrostic for the last couple of weeks. The word weight uh, measures out to be words active in time. What are the words that are active all around you in time? Well, well, those words that are active around you will determine the quality of your life. Please hear me, child of God. I want to, oh my God, convince you of this by the Spirit, that the words you have active in time all around you, those words that are floating around you are determining the, the quality of your life. If those words are constantly negative and if they are spewing out of your mouth like toxins every day, well, then your life is filled with that. And as your life is filled with that, you'll also attract more of that to you. But if you declare the rich word of God, if you say what he says, not just saying positive things of man, but saying the words of God, when you say that, when those words are active in time all around you, you begin to attract light and love. You begin to attract the presence of God in your life. You begin to attract heavenly things to you. Glory to God. It's all in your mouth. The Bible declares that the power of life and death are in the tongue and they that love it will eat the fruit thereof. So you can have a joy-filled life uh, over time. Now over time you can have a joy-filled life or you can have a negative, uh, burdensome uh, life, bad things. So you don't want that. But it takes time now to many times cultivate the field of our hearts because we've said a lot of bad things and a lot of things have been said to us. And we believe that we've allowed some of that negative and bad stuff to penetrate our heart. And then and then now we say, hey, I'm going to declare the word of God over my life. And we say, I don't see anything happen. I don't see it happening. Well, let me tell you, the word of God is active and it's doing something. Part of the work that it's doing is uprooting all the negative. You know, when a farmer wants to go out and he wants to sow a, sow a field, he's got to uproot all, everything that's been growing there, all the weeds and the rocks and whatever, whatever's been in that soil that is not conducive for the, uh, the crop that he is raising. He's got to get that stuff up and out so that he can eventually plant the good seed and then water it and then see it come up. Well, the word of God, as you declare it, is uprooting. Praise God, and I can't wait for you to see this. The Word of God is uprooting. It is active. It is alive. So when you declare it, the Word of God, things happen. And we're going to get into that today. Glory to God. So, but let's first of all go back to Mark 11 and our root scripture here. Mark 11, uh, let's look at verse 22 through 24. And it says here, Jesus answering saith unto them, have faith in God or have the God kind of faith. Let me remind you that also means uh, that let there be no warring in your heart, no warring in your heart over what God has said to you. Let his word be the final say so, the final say so. We believe in the Lord for healing. And you say, well, I, I'm declaring the word of God about healing over my life, but I still feel pain. That pain is a lie. We declare what God said is true. You are healed regardless of what you see, feel, or experience. God's word is true. You know, as we continue in that line, we're going to see it. Glory to God. We're going to see it. Hallelujah. All right, but let's go on. So the Lord says here in verse number 23, For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea. And shall not doubt in his heart. Remember, no warring in your heart. You really believe in the Lord. 
and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever ye desire when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. My friend, we must trust his word. We must trust his word. God is so serious. Our Father is so serious about his, so serious about his word that he even swears by it. He even swears by it. Let's look at Hebrews, Hebrews, the sixth chapter. We've been there before, but let's go back there. We're going to go a little bit further. Hebrews six, verses 13 through 18. Are you enjoying this? I'm already enjoying this. I want to just jump and flip and, oh, but I'm, 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 I'm controlling myself here. But this is so wonderful. I'm excited about Jesus. I'm excited about his word. Amen. There's something about his word. I'm telling you, there's something about his word. And when you get into it, it, it brings life to you. It brings healing to you. Hallelujah. It blesses my soul as the anointing of God begins to fill the room. Hallelujah. Oh, my God. Let's go ahead now. Come on. Uh, Hebrews 6, uh, verses 13 through 18. And it says this. For example, uh, there was God's promise to Abraham. Since there was no one greater to, to swear by, God took an oath in his own name, saying, I will certainly bless you and I will multiply your descendants beyond number. Then Abraham waited patiently and he received what God had promised. Now, when people take an oath, they call on someone greater than themselves to hold them to it. And without any question, that oath is binding. God also bound himself with an oath so that those who receive, who received the promise could be perfectly sure that he would never change his mind. Oh, I love that. Let's read on verse 18. So God has given both his promise and his oath. These two things are unchangeable because it is impossible for God to lie. Therefore, we who have fled to him for refuge can have great confidence as we hold to the hope that lies before us. Look at that. We can trust in his word. We can trust in his promises. God swears by it. You've seen that maybe in a courtroom or something, or maybe you've had one day to, to go to court and you had to put your, your hand right there on that book, on that Bible, and you had to swear to tell the truth. They say, do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth shall help you, God? You say, I swear. Well, then that means that you are binding yourself to what you said. What you said is true and accurate. You swear. I've heard people say, I swear by my mama's grave. I swear by this or I swear by that. Well, when God swore about his word, saying that his word is true and he was going to do it, he could find nobody greater than himself <laughs> to swear by. So he swore by his own name and said, I swear my word will come to pass. Glory to God. He swore. It. So, you know what? So when we stand in glory, 
When we stand right there, even on judgment day, I have no need to fear. You have no need to fear because Father swore that by the blood of Jesus, we would be saved. We'll be saved from his wrath. Hallelujah. He swore that we would have eternal life through Christ Jesus. And that's the one, the promises of Abraham, of eternal life, right fellowship with God the Father. The Father watches over his word. This is wonderful. He swore it. Now, all the promises of God, all the promises of God are in this promise. Promise of healing, promise of deliverance, promise of safety and provision. The father swore that he would do this. And we have to hold him to his word. My God, father, you swore that you would do this. You said that you said this. And we stand on that word. And the only breakdown that comes in the fulfillment of that word is on our part. God's word is forever settled. It is so. He said it. It's settled. But the breakdown comes many times with us. Us in doubt and unbelief, not saying that word with confidence, not believing in that what we say will come to pass. And there comes the breakdown. But the father swore he did. Isn't that powerful? He did. Look at Numbers 23. I want to show you a few more. Numbers 23 Look at verse number 19. I love this. I love this. It says, again, Numbers 23, verse 19. It says, God is not a man, so he does not lie. He is not human, so he does not change his mind. Has he ever spoken and failed to act? Has he ever promised and not carried it through. Has he ever done that? No, I'm telling you. We can have faith and confidence in what God said. He can't lie. Again, Hebrew said it's impossible for him to lie. It's impossible. He's not human uh, like we know humans lie left and right, right? Uh, but we know that God cannot lie. It is impossible for him to lie. So therefore we can have confidence in what he said. We can have confidence when speaking and declaring his word. That's what we want to have. That's really the big issue of today, of today's message here that we're trying to get to you. You can have confidence and declaring what he said. Listen to Jeremiah. I want to look at this out of the Amplified Bible. Oh, this is so good. Look at Jeremiah 1 and uh, verse 12. It says this. Then the Lord said to me, you have seen well. For I am actively watching over my word to fulfill it. God told Jeremiah, I'm looking every time I say it, I'm looking over to make sure it comes to pass. Whatever the father has spoken, he is monitoring the situation to make sure what he said comes to pass. So if we don't see power, once again, it's not on father's end. He has spoken it and now he's monitoring it. He's even sent his angels uh, to watch over us, to, to care for us. They, they hearken unto the voice of his word. They're monitoring and they want to make sure God's word comes to pass. If there's a break down, the breakdown is going to have to be with us. And that is through doubt and unbelief. And sometimes really because we just quit. We just say, I said that I, I've been there, done that. And we don't finish the course. I'm telling you, God's word can be trusted. 
It can be trusted. Now, here's the thing that happens many times. We can get things twisted. We can get things twisted because we may think that uh, God is like man. We may equate God's character to our character. We may equate God's or compare uh, God's word to our word or, or man's word. No, no, no. Let's not get that twisted and do that. As a matter of fact, let's look at Isaiah 55 as it speaks on, on that point there. Isaiah 55, verses 8 through 11. Listen to this. It says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, it doesn't go back up, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater. Look at verse number 11. Mark this, highlight this. What have you got to do? Look at verse 11. It says, So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Do you get that? When you see it rain again outside or snow, you've seen it happen before. Let that rain or that snow be a reminder of the Word of God. Once it comes down, it's going to complete what it was sent for. It's going to water. It's going to do it. It's going to happen. It doesn't go back up. It's going to happen. Well, the Father says, that's like my Word. As I send it forth out of my mouth, it's going to do it. It's going to prosper in the thing that I sent it to. Again, what's the breakdown? Why don't I see it? Many times it is. Now, sometimes it can be simply, like we said, time. It's just you got to give this thing some time. You're going to have to wait on these things sometimes. But many other times it's because we just frankly gave up. We just stopped doing it, got a little lazy in it. Come on, somebody say amen. Got a little lazy in it, and uh, we doubt it about it, and we start doing things our own way once again. But I'm telling you, as you stay on his word, you can trust his word. As you stay on it, you will see the fruit of it. Hallelujah. The father swore it. He swore it. Hallelujah. When you confess the word now, when you go about and confessing the word, I want you to realize something. You're not just spouting off phrases. You're not just spouting off some positive confession like a, some self-proclaimed guru. You know, you're not just doing that. No, God's word that you say out of your mouth, <laughs> his word is alive. His word is active. When you say it, when you say it, you're saying something that is living that goes forth, that is alive. Let me show you this. Let's look at this in Hebrews once again. Hebrews, the fourth chapter, Hebrews 4.12. You get something, you're getting something out of this? Glory to God, I know I am too. Mm, thank you so much for being here with me, and thank you for praying with me too. I really do appreciate you. Glory to God. Let me stop right here for a moment, and let me just tell you this. I feel this in my heart to tell you how much the Father loves you. 
And regardless of where you've done, uh, or rather what you've done or, or where you've been, he loves you. And it's because of the blood of Jesus that was shed on your behalf that you can have perfect fellowship and perfect communion with God the Father right now. Hallelujah. If you desire an intimate walk with God, it's not dependent upon your actions, upon what you've done or doing. It's dependent upon what Christ did for you, what Jesus did for you upon the cross. He shed his blood so that you will be right with God. Again, as we often say, the innocent, the Lord Jesus, the innocent, died for the guilty, us, so that the guilty could be seen as innocent or would become innocent in the sight of God. Glory to God. He loves you. All right, let's get back in. Let's get back in here now. Let's go back to Hebrews 4, chapter, verse number 12. One verse. One verse. I'm telling you again, God's word is it's alive and active. So let's look at that here. Hebrews 4, verse 12 says, For the word of God is alive and powerful. King James says it is quick and powerful, right? It goes on to say, it is sharper than the sharpest, rather, it is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. That phrase there, alive and powerful, means active. It means effective. So when you say the word of God, you're not, again, just spouting positive words. You're declaring life. Life is coming forth. Life, the, the atmosphere around you begins to be charged with life. And that word is moving and it's moving and it's moving, creating all around you. Let's look at some other characteristics of the word as you declare what's happening. Remember, our words are, are invisible. God's word is invisible. And as we put his invisible word in our hearts and, and speak it forth, more invisible comes out. And what's happening in the invisible? Well, let's take a look at it because in the invisible, if we would see this, we'd see movement all around us. When you declare God's word, there's movement. Things are moving all around you. My God, it's like light is just shining and dancing all around us. Look at Jeremiah, Jeremiah 23, verse 29. Jeremiah 23, verse 29 says, Is not my word like as a fire, saith the Lord, and like a hammer that breaketh the rock in pieces? Now we see his word is, is like fire and a hammer. My God, as it goes forth, are there some things in your life? Do you have some things in your life that, that need to be burned down and need to be destroyed? Glory to God. Like sickness. Hallelujah. Like uh, traps or schemes of the enemy in your life. What needs to be destroyed? What mountains need to be uh, cast to the side and, and cast away? Well, even if there are some uh, demonic things going on right now, when, when you declare the word of God, that word is like fire. Hallelujah. And it's like a hammer that goes before you. Who can resist that? Glory to God. What can resist that? Nothing can. Hallelujah. When you load your heart up with the word of God, when you load your heart, put his word in your uh, faith bank there in your heart and you declare his word, my God, his word is like fire. It's like a hammer. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It will crush the opposition. Let me tell you now. 
Oh my God, this is some good stuff. Let's see some more characteristics, or we can say it this way. Let's look more into the invisible and see what's happening as we say God's word. Amen. Let's look at another one. Let's go to uh, first uh, Ephesians or let's go to uh, first Thessalonians, rather first Thessalonians, the second chapter, verse 13. And it goes like this. For this cause also thank we God without ceasing, because when we rather because when ye received the word of God, which ye heard of us, ye received it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which effectually worketh also in you that believe. Do you see that? It's actively working in you. Glory to God. So when you declare his word, his word is active in you. It's active all around you. And it's also active in you. And it's moving and it's shaping things and creating things in your life. And another thing that God's word does, it also cleanses us. Let's look at uh, John, the 15th chapter, John 15, verse three. It says, now ye are clean. The Lord Jesus speaking here. He says, now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. His word also cleanses you. Remember, we gave the example of the farmer a little while ago of how he had to uh, cultivate his field. First, he had to get the bad things out of the way so that he could eventually plant the good things there. Well, it's the same way as we declare the word of God. Sometimes the word before we see manifestation, sometimes the word has to be like a hammer breaking up those rocks. Right. And even like fire burning all those weeds up glory so that we can so that he can get his word in that ground, rich and fertile ground and so that it can produce. So have heart. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't be weary in well-doing, for in due season you will reap if you faint not. So don't let anybody tell you you're wasting your time declaring the word of God. Don't let the devil tell you you're wasting your time declaring the word of God. We're going to have to continue to believe that what we're saying is coming to pass and that the invisible things are happening. Now, let me say this. We're going to close with this today. As you continue to declare his word, make sure that your life is still in alignment with his word. The Bible declares there in, in the book of James, it says, uh, I believe 4, 4, 7, it says, Submit yourselves therefore unto God and resist the devil and he will flee from you. Submission always comes before power. Submission always comes before power, right? In other words, you know, if you... If a policeman pulls you over, you know, and he has a badge on and and if he's in right standing with that municipality or that city or county or whatever, you know, he he has arrest powers. But a renegade policeman who has forsaken his authority, who has forsaken uh, his commanders over him, no longer has arrest powers because he is an outlaw himself. Right. How can an outlaw arrest another outlaw? Or by the same token, let's say a supervisor tries to get on you for being late for work and he is always late for work himself. How can he tell you about it? And he's doing it himself. 
By the same token, what if a parent tries to uh, tell a child, hey, don't drink, you all not drink, you all not to smoke, but they're uh, puffing and drinking themselves. You cut your own legs out from un under you when you're not in a proper alignment yourself. By this. So please understand that when you declare the word of God, make sure that your life, that you live a repentant life. Go honestly before the Father. Confess your sins before him. Let the blood continue to wash you and cleanse you and, uh, and keep you. And let me tell you, when you do that, you're going to see uh, even more power flow through your life. We have to stay in order. Keep your life in order. And that happens as you continue to submit your life to him and be honest before him and stay in prayer. My God, you're going to have to continue to stay in prayer and get in the Bible. Get in the book. Hear what he said. Hear what he said. Lean on it. Rely on his word. Study it. Confess it. Memorize it. The more you get in you, the more will come out of you. Amen. Amen. Well, I hope that you have enjoyed today's uh, service. I know I did. If you had a fraction of amount of, of a good time that I had, then you had a great time today. I'm telling you, the Lord Jesus is just wonderful. So I uh, look forward to being back with you on next week. We're going to go into part number eight, and we're going to be talking about a faith shift. A faith shift. I cannot wait to get into that with you. A faith shift. A faith shift. Yes, I want, I'm not saying that right. A faith shift. All right, so make sure you back with me, and on next week we're going to see that. Now, don't forget to join me on my website at kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can hear today's message as well as the entire series. And uh, if you get a chance, share this message on your social media platforms. We want to take this gospel to the world, but I can't do it without your help. And thank you so much for partnering with me and um, supporting us financially and through your prayers as well. It keeps us encouraged and keeps us going. And because of what you're doing, people are living. That's what we say here. When you give, people live. Amen. I look forward to being back with you on this Thursday night as we continue in the series, the ongoing series, Psalm 23. I'm excited about it. So we'll see you then, okay? I'm praying for you, and we love you. In Jesus' name, see you next time. Bye-bye. Well, we pray that you were blessed and encouraged by today's message. Don't forget, you can connect with us at our website at kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can hear today's message as well as the entire series. So check it out today. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. We'll see you on the next time.